Welcome to this faith-inspiring message from Living Streams UK. We hope you are blessed. If you are a Christian, then you are born of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit abides in you. Who is the Holy Spirit? What does He do in our lives? In this episode, let's talk about the Holy Spirit. Now, we began our discussion on the Holy Spirit in the previous episode. And we did mention that Jesus was born of the Spirit and then he was also baptized in the Spirit. We also realized in the scriptures that the Holy Spirit is a personality in the Godhead. We have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit, who we are talking about today, is something we must take very seriously. In fact, I should be saying he is someone we must be taking seriously, not something. And so you would see that I am using the pronouns uh, he, you know, and not it as to, de- to describe the Holy Spirit for us. Because the Holy Spirit is not some kind of a force or some kind of a mist or some kind of a smoke. In fact, he is not even a dove. Scripture explains how he came upon Jesus like a dove. Not that he is a dove, but we understand that he is God, the Holy Spirit, who is able to manifest himself in all of these ways, but he is not in himself just a fire or just a wind or like a, or just a dove or some kind of a mist and so on and so forth. You might see his manifestations in these ways in the scriptures, but he is not necessarily those things. Now that is the mystery. <laughs> it's beautiful because he is God, the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And so let's go deeper into the word today to understand the person of the Holy Spirit. Because remember, again, he is God. All right. Now we examined again in the life of Jesus, how he was born of the Spirit, how he himself, he himself is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. And we saw throughout the scriptures how that all that Jesus did, he made possible because of the power of the Holy Spirit at work in him. So Jesus cast out devils by the Holy Spirit. He healed the sick by the Holy Spirit. He raised the dead by the Holy Spirit. He cleansed lepers by the Holy Spirit. He walked upon the sea by the Holy Spirit. He spoke and the winds became calm by the Holy Spirit. He multiplied bread by the Holy Spirit. Everything we see the Lord do supernaturally He couldn't have done that as a man. He did all those by the Holy Spirit. So remember, Jesus was 100% man and 100% God. He is the Son of God. And so by his nature as man, he couldn't have done all of those things. But as God, he is able to do those by the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, now let's think carefully about the working of the Holy Spirit in 
the life of the Christian. Let's push things a little bit further from the previous episode. And I love this because I want to break it down into before the crucifixion of Christ, after the resurrection of Christ, and after the ascension of Christ. So let's go into the scriptures. And if you are listening to me with you know, some kind of a notebook, it's a good time to begin to make some notes. And let's look at before the crucifixion of Jesus. Now remember that before the crucifixion of Jesus, this would be the Old Testament era because the New Testament began after the resurrection of Christ. And so in the Old Testament, which is before the crucifixion of our Lord, how did God deal with the saints of old? The Bible makes us to understand that the Holy Spirit would often come upon people and they would either prophesy or they would reign as kings or they would do the work of the priesthood and so on and so forth. So the Spirit of the Lord came upon people for a particular season and for a particular task. When that task or season is accomplished, the Holy Spirit lifts off them again. So it was only temporary. So the Old Testament saints had a temporary experience with the Holy Spirit. In fact, in Luke chapter 9, now remember even though the book of Luke is in the New Testament, in Luke, the story in the book of Luke, not all of those stories are after the resurrection of Christ. Because obviously, it's about Jesus' life and then eventually when he died and resurrected and the, you know, uh, the scriptures continue. And so before he was crucified, that story in Luke chapter 9, how that he sent the disciples, also in Luke chapter 10, how that he sent also the disciples and they went and did miracles. They went and, and healed the sick. They did all kinds of powerful things by the power of the Holy Spirit. We do see that that was only temporary. So again, the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament or for in the lives of those who lived before the crucifixion of Jesus, they only experienced the Holy Spirit in temporary ways. And they died looking forward to the Messiah. You know, those of them who couldn't meet the Lord walk upon the earth. Now, let's move to after the resurrection. And I need you to follow me now closely. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. After the resurrection of Jesus, we now see a supernatural grace. And we now see something amazing, something powerful happening in the lives of those who lived after the resurrection of Christ. Now, you know in the scriptures that when our Lord resurrected, and he met the disciples in John chapter 20 and the verse number 20 to 23. The Bible said Jesus breathed on them. He breathed on them the Holy Spirit. And it says receive the Holy Spirit. Now, what did we see in the book of Genesis chapter 2 and the verse number 7? When God formed man out of the clay, the Bible said God breathed into man the breath of life and man became a living soul when jesus resurrected from the dead what did he do to the disciples the bible said in john chapter 20 verse 20 to 23 he breathed upon them the holy spirit 
And so when you give your life to Jesus, child of God, our Lord himself breathes a new life into you. He breathes a new kind of life into your spirit so that your spirit is born again. That is the kind of power that you receive when you give your life to Jesus. The Lord breathes into you. He breathed into the disciples and he will breathe into you today if you give your life to him. He will breathe into you. Oh, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 and the verse number 45, The first man, Adam, he became a living soul, but the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Jesus is a life-giving spirit. Adam received the breath of life and became a living soul. Our Lord Jesus, when you give your life to him, he becomes a life-giving spirit unto you. He will breathe life into you. And I want to encourage you today. If you are Christian listening to me, the life of Christ is flowing through you. And you must walk with that power inside your life. Do not succumb to failure. Do not succumb to all kinds of depressive spirits. Do not succumb to all kinds of stifling situations. Do not succumb to all kinds of obstacles and hindrances. Let the power of the Holy Spirit rise within you in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. I want to encourage you that strength and power of God is flowing through you today. Now, what do we see in the scriptures? After the ascension of Christ, the third part. So we have talked about before the crucifixion, we have talked about after the resurrection, but something glorious happened after the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, what a blessing. What a blessing. Now, we do know in the scriptures that before Jesus ascended into heaven, he said to the disciples that they should wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We see this in Acts chapter 1 and the verse number 5. He said they must wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And in Acts chapter 1 and the verse number 8, he says, When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, you shall receive power. You shall be empowered when the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes into your life. So after the ascension, something mighty happened. He told them they must wait for the baptism. Now, Jesus did not say to them that because I already breathed the Holy Spirit into you, you must not wait for the baptism. So there is something more powerful that he's talking about here. Although he had earlier on breathed upon them when he resurrected from the dead, now he's about to ascend into heaven and he's saying to the disciples, wait for something bigger. Wait for something more powerful. Wait for something even more potent. Wait for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Friend, listening to me today, when you gave your life to Jesus, he breathed the Holy Spirit into you. Now the word says, wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want you to begin to yearn and to desire that baptism in the Holy Spirit. 
Why? Because when the disciples waited for it and desired it and hungered for him, the Holy Spirit came upon them mightily, as we see in the book of Acts. And so today, the Holy Spirit is also about to become poured upon you, if you like. He wants to baptize you. He wants to fill you to the overflow. And that is something we must yearn. We must desire. We must seek after. And so how did they receive the Holy Spirit? The Bible says in Acts chapter 12, Acts chapter 1 and the verse number 12 to 14, that portion tells us how they did this or how this happened. The Bible says they were all with one accord, with one mind, continually devoting themselves to prayer. So if you want the baptism in the Holy Spirit, you must devote yourself with one mind unto prayer. One mind means one burning desire. It means one yearning. It means one hunger. And so you need to desire the baptism in the Holy Spirit. The second thing, they were continually devoted unto prayer. Not devotion unto anything else, but unto prayer. Not devotion unto picnics, but unto prayer. And so if you desire the baptism in the Holy Spirit, as Jesus has promised you and he has promised me, we must devote ourselves unto prayer. Prayer. If you are listening to me today, when you go into your prayer chamber, begin to desire and to ask the Lord to fill you and to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. If you are already baptized in the Holy Spirit, it does not end there. You must continually yearn, continually desire to be filled and to be filled and to be filled again. Because that is what the scripture says in Ephesians chapter 5 and the verse number 18, that we must continually be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so you and I must desire him. We must yearn for the infilling, the supernatural baptism in the Holy Spirit. Because when he comes upon us, he gives us power. He gives us power. It makes us effective witnesses with the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We are able to defeat all kinds of situations caused by the devil. We are able to defeat all those in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. What do we learn today? We learn that before Jesus died, the Holy Spirit came upon people only temporarily. And after he resurrected, he breathed his spirit upon his disciples so when you give your life to jesus the lord breathes his spirit into you and you become a brand new creation according to second corinthians chapter 5 and the verse number 17 and then we looked at after the ascension of christ the disciples waited for the baptism in the holy spirit which means you and i today we live in the period after the ascension of jesus we also today qualify for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Divine empowerment. When he comes upon you, he comes with the gifts of his spirit. One of which is speaking in tongues. And that becomes an initial kind of sign that begins to work in you. 
you receive power to witness, power to, 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 to walk boldly as a Christian, power to defeat all kinds of sin and all kinds of situations in your life. That grace is only possible by the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And so can I challenge you to begin to yearn, to begin to be hungry. I want you to be hungry for the Holy Spirit. When you listen to this podcast and you go to your room to pray, ask the Lord, Lord, fill me now. Be hungry for him. Be hungry. Be hungry. Be hungry. I am always praying, Lord, I want to be filled with your spirit. Why? Because Ephesians 5 verse 18 says, we must continually be filled. We must continually be filled. The Lord bless and keep you today. May his grace shine upon you. If you are a Christian, I have challenged you today to begin to desire the infilling to the overflow, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. If you haven't yet given your life to Jesus, please do so now and begin to yearn for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And to do so, please pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I give my life to you. I recognize that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. I offer my heart to you. Forgive me my sin. Make me a new person in you. Create in me something new. Make me yours forever. I believe Jesus took away my sins. I believe you raised him from the dead so that when I trust in him, I also take on a new kind of life. From today, I confess that I belong to Jesus. I do not belong to the world. Thank you, Lord, for saving me in Jesus' name. The Lord bless and keep you. Please share this podcast on all your social media platforms and bless someone's life today. I will see you again in the next one. God bless you. Hope this message has blessed you. Do visit us at uklsi.org for more information. God bless you and we look forward to hearing from you.